struck by a lethal blow. He's in cardiac arrest. With little hope for survival, Picard journeys to the other side. Welcome to the afterlife, Jean-Luc. You're dead. Now Q offers him man's ultimate desire to change his own destiny. But will he alter the past to stay alive? I gave you something most mortals never experience. Or die on the operating table next time on Star Trek The Next Generation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek, a Star Trek podcast, an unofficial podcast about the CBS all-access series, Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard, and so on and so forth. Today, we're going to talk about the 15th episode of season six of Star Trek The Next Generation titled Tapestry. As we continue our Discussing Picard series, to which we have already covered Conspiracy, Q Who, Samaritan Snare, Best of Both Worlds, Family, The Drumhead, Iborg, and now Tapestry. If you want to watch ahead, go ahead and check out All Good Things Season 7 finale, series finale of Star Trek The Next Generation. Like always, I'm your host, Clarence, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host slash Trekkies, starting with the Stargate Storian, Jeremy Barrow. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Um, I'm glad we're here tonight. This is a really good episode. I'm excited to talk about it. Yes, indeed. Indeed. We are back in the saddle. And also, we have the Trek historian, Jonathan Shorts. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Doing good. Doing good. I'm trying to recover for from some overeating the past few days. Uh, trying to decide if I want to eat more of the same or something different. So that is a conundrum. And it's Cyber Monday, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> Ironically, I haven't bought anything, so hmm, uh-huh. I don't know what this is about me. You know what's funny? <laughs> I've done all my shopping already before Cyber Monday. What? Yeah, but a good that I did because I found no good Cyber Monday deals as of yet. <laughs> Not at least anything that I would want. Well, it's almost like Cyber Mon- Monday is moot because, you know, um, Black Friday is not really, I guess it's about going in the stores, but there's so many deals online now right. that you don't even really have to, you know, leave your house. Right. But also on the podcast, we have the Who story and Cal Jones. How you doing, man? I'm going to echo what these gentlemen have said, kind of recuperating from Thanksgiving and glad to be back on another episode of Discussing Trek. So glad to be here. Yeah, man, that's what's up. And for all of the people that are listening, I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving, ate plenty of turkey, but didn't overeat and got to see family and friends, which is what I did, which was a lot of fun. And yeah, I can't wait. Always can't wait for this time of year to roll around so I can, you know, meet family members who are off in different parts of the country and we can all convene and, you know, fellowship and eat some food. So <laughs> uh, we want to thank you guys for rating us on iTunes. We always appreciate that. Rating us on iTunes and various other podcasting platforms helps us get discovered and also leaving written reviews helps us get discovered. So if you if you're on iTunes or any other podcast platform, please, please, please go ahead and give us five stars and leave a comment. We might even read it on the show. So, guys, we really appreciate that. And thank you for your support. So in the news and update section, I mean, I say this a lot. I sound like a broken record, but I don't have much news other than I want to mention that 
We have the Star Trek Picard Countdown comic, which I hope that we can get the review on this show pretty soon, as well as we have had the three Star Trek Discovery Aftermath comics, which have come out. So hopefully at some point we can dive into those and and start reviewing those as well. But I do want to point out here that I know they're out there and we're going to get to them as soon as we can, as well as the last um the last Star Trek short trick, which is Ask Not, which stars um, uh, Anson Mount as, as Captain Pike. So we definitely want to get into all of those things sooner or later. And yeah, so we'll be doing that, I hope. So, guys, did you have any news or anything that came up uh, Trek related or loosely Trek related that you want to talk about? They have a start date for Picard to start airing on January 23rd. Really? That is freaking awesome. <laughs> wow. Wow. We don't have that much time, actually. <laughs> Man, it's right around the corner. Jeez. That's freaking cool. Any thoughts, guys, on that? Um, I'm still I'm still kind of scared that uh, if I watch that first, I won't want to continue discovery. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. I, I'm just, I'm like, I don't want, uh, and uh, okay, so I watch a lot of Star Trek, and some is better than others, and still all Trek is good Trek, but like, it's a Picard series, and if it's really good, mm. oh, no. no. No, I think they can be mutually different, I mean, you know, mutually good, and complement each other without hindering or helping the other, I mean, I know, of course, you want them to help, but I don't think liking one is going to take away from the other because I think they are appealing to two different aspects of the audience. Yeah, it's definitely going to be different because, again, we have this series that is really connected to a version of Trek that we grew up with. Uh, for our, for my generation, especially, uh, versus, you know, where discovery is going now, which is not connected to anything or seemingly not connected to anything. Um, I think one of the things that made season two of Star Trek discovery so special is that it was connected to, you know, the cage and TOS error so much. And it tried to adhere, adhere to that canon. But now that they're in the future so far, yeah, they're going to have to really come with it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm thinking like, what if Discovery was not really that good, but we oh. made it that good because all, that's all we had? You're breaking nope. my heart, Anakin. Mm. I'm hoping <laughs> not. I'm just hoping that's not. Like, you know, I don't know. No, I see, you know, jo- Jonathan, I see where your, I think I see where your thought processes are going. I think the answer, though, to your question comes in series three or season three, whichever one you want to call it, when they have to literally stand on their own as far as characters. I, but on the flip of that, I think we've become invested enough in these characters over two series that we're going to follow them because we want to know what happens to them next. Right. Yeah. I but, I, but, but I think it's a valid point that you're making. That's, that's my hope. That's my hope. My, my, <laughs> like my dream. I really am. Yeah. <clears throat> totally echo what you said. That, that's my hope. But, you know, it's going to be a test. <laughs> it's going to be a test. <laughs> it's going to have to be some really good writing, some really good storylines. And, you know, we're going to come back because we like those characters. But man, 
Ah, they keep sh- shooting themselves in the foot by being in weird time spaces, <laughs> which I don't know, man. I don't know. And then how do you compete with arguably one of the best characters in Star Trek? Oh, oh, not just one. Not just one. We got like, what, 10 of them or more, you know. Oh, I thought y'all were saying Janeway was coming back. Oh, that would be great. Uh, let's see. That would not be Mia. She's. Okay, we're going to have to talk about that later. But... <laughs> yeah, but just the, just the notion that it's competing with a series that has storied actors. Um, I mean, Jonathan Frakes, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart, we're bringing in Jerry Ryan, you know. And we have the potential to hit all these other actors, Brent Spiner, that are in that time frame or that of that that t- that um, next generation ilk and forward. You know, again, the gener- the shows that we grew up with, the potential to hit those characters is so freaking appealing. <laughs> it is so appealing. So, man, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see, I guess. So, guys, I think we're ready to go ahead and jump into our review of Tapestry, Star Trek The Next Generation. Tapestry originally aired on February 13th, 1993. I think we're firmly kind of getting into this period where there's going to be overlap between uh, The Next Generation and, and DS9. So that's ca- that's kind of cool. Spoilers. Red alert. All hands stand the battle station. I'll give you the right. You cannot destroy an idea. At ease before you sprain something. So let's go around the horn and just get the high level view of this episode. Guys, what do you think? And I'll go in reverse order this time and I'll start with Kyle. What do you think of this episode, man? Oh, I was hoping you guys wouldn't start with me first. But <laughs> uh, so normally Kyle is going to always say, oh, I love this episode. It was so great. I didn't Uh-oh. like this episode. Wow. I just didn't like this episode. <laughs> if this was a tapestry. Tilly it, was not here, man. No, but another <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. This, as a tapestry goes, it unraveled at the beginning and got better toward the end. But uh, I, it just wasn't for me. I, I really just didn't like it. Interesting. Wow. Well, John, what did you think? Um, I think it was good. i Again, one of those great episodes that kind of dives into Picard. So, like, from that aspect, I thought it was good. Now, I'm making, maybe I know once we get into the conversation a little bit, I could probably <laughs> understand some things Cal would be saying would be wrong with it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Right. But I thought it was great. What you think, Jeremy? You know, I'm not a big fan of the morality shows like this one you know if i could change one thing you know it would make everything better i'm usually not a fan of those but i thought this episode actually did it quite well and you know once again i guess i have to disagree with kyle i thought it was really a really good episode i really freaking loved this episode and and saying that is is a huge um testament to its merits because i usually hate episodes like this and I'll get into it a little bit later but it had all the makings of something I would hate but man it is so good it shows the things that make up Picard you know we've been getting these you know um be getting these small nuggets of what makes up Picard uh throughout these reviews and man to me this is just the culmination of that in 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 seeing 
what he could have been, you know, if one small thing had been different. So we'll go ahead and get into it. Uh, we learned that the captain has been attacked and is having a, a heart attack and has sustained some internal bleeding damage to his artificial heart as well as I think his liver and spleen damage, blah, 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 from a blast. So Worf says, um, so before we get into the specifics of this episode, I want to just go around here and ask everybody, like, what are your thoughts on the dream sequence trope of television? Is that something that you usually like or usually hate when it comes to seeing it used in various shows that you've watched throughout the years? Anybody want to jump on that one? The one time I've seen it done really well, and this is giving my age away here, there was a show called New Heart. Years ago, about probably 20, 30 years ago, they stopped Bob, started Bob Newhart, who was in a show called The Bob Newhart Show back in the 70s. This was his 80s show. The dream sequence that, that we're talking about here was the final episode where they, re- they revealed that the whole Newhart show was a dream sequence from the Bob Newhart show from the 70s which was brilliant at the time. I mean, it was, it was great. And that's about the only time I've seen it done well. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. So my uh, thoughts. Ooh. Oh, go ahead. Kyle. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear what you say before I say what I say. <laughs> well, I, uh, you can, mm, I don't have a problem. I've never had a problem with dream sequences in shows really, Except for the ones that kind of fooled you into believing it was real. And it kind of seems like a waste of time when you realize it wasn't. Does that make sense? So, like, you go through this whole thing. You're like, yeah, and you're getting into it and you're going. And then you realize it was all a dream. And then you're kind of like, well, I kind of like that. Why did it have? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, so then you're like, man, I just wasted this whole time watching a dream. <laughs> now this is not what i got from this i got something totally different from this but we'll get into that what do you think al okay so for me this was like so like all of this episode had elements that i love that 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 i am tending to gravitate toward this dream sequence being one of them i just I don't know. It just felt like it wasn't executed right. And that's how I didn't like it. Interesting. So what did you think, Clarence? Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, that's what's up. Oh, for me, (laughs) 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 for, 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 for me, what I think is that I usually hate and I'm going to expand a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to take it from dream sequence. I'm going to just say, I usually hate episodes where we, where we're in someone's head, period. Whether it be a total dream sequence, whether it be a real world sequence where he's imagining things that are not there. I don't want to be in anybody's brain, period. And I thought this episode was going to be set up to be one that I would truly hate because off the top, is something that really gets on my nerves. I'm thinking of some episodes of Titans. I'm thinking of Mr. Mm-hmm. Robot. I'm even thinking about some that some instances where that was done well, where like Extreme Measures, uh, where they were in uh, Sloan's head or uh, Far Beyond the Stars. But 
I just think <clears throat> the way they executed it in this episode, it was very poignant. It gave us a view into the butterfly effect. And it, if we're, if we're reviewing these to, you know, kind of figure out what's going on with Picard, I think it really, excuse me, I think it really shows us what shapes him, you know, it, the good with the bad. Uh, um, yes, yes. And I cannot remember the specific episode, but it's an excellent TOS episode where uh, I think there's a transport accident and, uh, Kirk gets split. So it's like the bad Kirk and the good Kirk. And, um, the bad Kirk is just utterly soft and <laughs> can't, can't really dole out orders. And, but the, the, the bad Kirk is so bad. It's all his bad tendencies on one side. And to me, uh, this is kind of a extension of that. It just shows, um, the, the, as, as Q talks about later in the episode, the good and the bad shape who you are. So we'll get into it, but I, you know, I thought it was great excellently executed excellently executed in this in this episode hmm see I, and i and I, i'll even go as far as to say i don't until you guys brought up dream sequence i never once looked at it as in his head interesting well i think there was a little bit of ambiguity at the end and even like picard go ahead no i was just, i i i guess i'm more of a i don't i would hate to put q in the as a god but i took this as like this was actually a spiritual crossover he was like um like picard was really on the threshold of crossing over here uh and where he would meet god and now whether or not q was god or just q being the having the power he has he could kind of step in there I think he really was put back into that situation hmm. to live. I, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I never once looked at it as we're still in Picard's head in sickbay. Like I looked at it as his body was in sickbay, but his consciousness, his mind had already crossed over. Interesting. And before it was final, he was put back into situations. He had opportunity to change. And then once we get to the results of that, you actually see what happens. Like, I think that was actual. I don't know. Maybe but, I looked at it wrong. If I'd have looked at it as a dream sequence, I probably would have been more <laughs> along the lines of cow. You know but, what I mean? But, but I think, I think they left it very ambiguous at the end when, when Picard is sitting there with Riker. I mean, not to spoil the rest of the episode, but when, <laughs> when Picard is sitting there with, with Riker, he brings up that very question, you know, Right. Was it actually a dream or did it really happen? He mentions if it was, in fact, real, he owes Q a real uh, a lot of gratitude for saving him, you know. So I, I think they left that open for us to decide, which I think is another thing which makes this just an excellent episode. It's one of those that make you ponder and think. I mean, and not only, you know, on the whole notion, was this a dream sequence or not, but. Also, you know, in, in our own lives, like if we had the chance to go and change one thing, you know, what else would that change? It would make us right. would it make us a better person or a worse person, you know? Exactly. <clears throat> but, and that, that laugh at the beginning we see tells a <laughs> lot, too. 
Well, I got a theory about that. Well, let's get into the laugh. Let's get into the laugh. So, well, let's, let's, let's fast for a little bit. Uh, of course, uh, Picard is on his dying bed. He goes into this dream or otherworldly sequence where he meets Q and Q gives him the opportunity to go back and changed it it was the uh, fact that he had an artificial heart was the reason he died if he had had not had that artificial heart uh crusher could have saved him yes uh but he wished he could go back and prevent the occurrence that caused him to need artificial heart yes um let's talk about giving getting this second opportunity here and picard going back uh, but before, I just want to ask this really quick before we dive into that. Am, am I the only one that thought or had the notion that maybe since Picard has been assimilated with Borg technology, his heart would be much stronger now? Cause I kind of had mm-hmm. a thought like he was, he was like part machine for a while. Shouldn't his heart been, you know, had nano probes in it and got stronger or something? I would have thought that would have happened. Well, but- that was one of my problems that I had with the episode. Because my thought was, A, the Borg that you just mentioned, and B, you really can't say if they have the technology to have transporters and replicators and et cetera and so forth and datas that are literally artificial intelligence with sentience. That being said, you can't uh, repair a robotic heart, for lack of a better reason. That was one of my problems. Yeah, what do you guys think? <laughs> so around my house, we have this this phrase where if you start asking too many questions, start pulling too many strings, and you know start thinking too hard about something, just we just look at each other and just say, "Just shut up, watch the movie, David." Because, <laughs> because sometimes you just sometimes you just got to like forget all that and just kind of enjoy what's in front of you. Because I, honestly, I didn't think about any of that. I just watched it. I just. Just yeah, watch the show. I agree. I didn't. I mean, the Borg thing never crossed my mind. Now, now that you mentioned right, it, exactly. I was going to say now that you brought it up, it's <laughs> in there. You, you know what? For me, I would have never thought about it. Uh, I'll be at the fact they showed his heart. They showed his artificial heart. And that's what instantly made me think, well, didn't he have like Borg implants? Shouldn't that thing be super strong now? You know? <laughs> See, when I saw when I saw the heart, I was, I, to me it looked like a rotten potato. That's what I thought about. <laughs> I was thinking more like it looked like a. I'm kind of along with Cal somewhat. Is I'm thinking like this really looks kind of <laughs> elementary. Elementary to be a federation. Now, huh? Yeah, it looked like a Lego heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Kyle. If we can, if we can have like a, a data and warp speed and all of this, like look like that would be a little more technically advanced. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I mean, obviously if we've made that today, we'd have like all kind of lights and stuff going through it to make it. Right. Look right. But you know, you know, they got the quickest prop they could come up with, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, we have to think Picard is what in this episode, he's probably, mid 50s yeah i would and he got that in his early 20s yeah but it's been replaced since though hadn't it yeah because he did have to go back to the star but he shouldn't have well no it wasn't replaced was it replaced i think some or, type of procedure was done i don't know if it was completely yeah. replaced 
Anyway, sorry, you said dive into that quickly, and we <laughs> no, no, it's, it's it's all good points because I was I was thinking the same thing. I mean, that that's an excellent point. Another quick question I had before we dive into him actually going back in time was: we get to see his father for the first time, and I want to ask you guys: does the, as far as Robert is concerned, does the apple fall far from the tree? Oh, no, no, because I thought that that was his brother for a moment. Yeah, his father would seem like a huge a-hole. <laughs> I'm sorry. He was kind of yeah. harsh. He was kind of harsh. Yeah. Uh, but I thought, I thought Robert, 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 however you say it, Robert, Robert. was kind of jealous because his father seemed more proud of son Luke. Yeah, I can see him being proud, but also being like a pretty harsh father. Because the vibe I got from that quick glimpse we get of of their father is that, you know, he's a lot like Robert or Robert, whatever it is. (laughs) Robert. Robert. (laughs) Forget the French pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, he he was harsh though, right? but like like you guys said, it it I mean it was fitting. I expected as much. Hmm. You mentioned the laugh earlier, so let's let's okay. We go back, and before going back, we get this one little quick glimpse with a younger Picard that did look like Tom Hardy, by the way, Shinzo, <laughs> and um, th- we see the laugh. I mean, what what were your thoughts, John? You brought it up earlier. Well, I don't want to go too far into my thoughts because I get to the ending. But, you know, at first, I mean, your first thoughts watching this episode is like just young, cocky. He got stabbed and he's like, nah, go figure. This is the way I am. Ha ha ha. Uh, death can't defeat me. Ha 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 type laugh. But what if that was not like, so here I'm going to get timey wimey with you. <laughs> what Ooh, if that, I'm what impressed. If, yeah. <laughs> what if that laugh? really wasn't because of the events that was happening when he was being stabbed. That laugh was the laugh we get from the end. Mm. Like, you get what I'm saying? So, he, like, at that point, he realized Q was right and he laughed. So, if that's the case, it would indicate that it all was true? Now I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) I hate times, though. But, I don't think it was just the innocent laugh at that time. Like, do you understand? So, I, I actually understand perfectly what you're saying. Maybe I just, not. I just will not be able to explain it. Yeah, any better than anybody else. But I, I'm following you perfectly in my head. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to say too much more because then we go into the end of the episode and then we skip. So let's we'll, we'll, we'll table that and come back. But there's more to that laugh, I believe. All right. All right. Well. That's a knowing laugh. (laughs) But, but guys, we also are told by Q or what we believe is Q is that what he does in the past as he goes back in the past and sees his friends again, that what he does in the past will not affect the Federation timeline. But lo and behold, uh, we have a twist because, you know, um, Q didn't tell him that it could affect his timeline. So I want to ask that, like, do we ever believe that it wouldn't affect anything or was the, or did the twist actually resonate and, and shock you when we got to the twist? And I want to, I'm asking Kyle because Kyle didn't enjoy the episode. So I want to, want to see how he, <laughs> how he felt that twist 
was or, or was it a twist at all in your mind? Oh, it was a twist. And remember I said that it's, it unraveled at the beginning and then got better toward the end. It was at the twist that I actually started enjoying the episode. It was at the point to where he realizes, oh, wow, I actually did change something that actually did have an impact that I actually was like, oh, okay, well, mm, let me, let me pay a little bit more attention because I had actually gotten quite bored with it. Really? But whenever <laughs> I got to that point, I actually enjoyed from there to the end of the episode. But the other part was, and there was one specific thing that I did not like about the other part that just made it kind of unrealistic to me. But other than that, yes, that at that point, that's where I started liking it. All right. We'll hold that other part unless you want to bring it up now but, but no, no i'll wait till y'all get to it no i'll wait till you get because i because i know you guys are going to bring it up so that i'll wait till you get to it all right I, I think i know what it is but it didn't bother me i was actually happy about it but oh wow i want to know <laughs> the way you said that jonathan you may be right <laughs> interesting interesting hmm all right well um any other thoughts on that it the twist for me, I'm I'm going to go on the opposite side of it. I was disappointed. Like awesome. that little that little part, that the twist. Like I'm, I kind of wanted it. I don't know. I, I, that's not what I was expecting. I'll put it like that. That's n- not at all what I would expect it to happen. What a but then. Go ahead, now that I think about it, well, now that I think about it, if that hadn't happened, then it would have been a pointless show. Yeah. Now that I think about it. But at the time watching it, I was like, well, that sucks. He said nothing would happen. Uh, you know? When do we ever trust Q? I mean, I think True. that's the lesson with that. Y- y- you can never trust what Q is telling you. But here's here's the problem I had with it. We we never trust Q, and Picard above all else will never trust Q. But somehow Q made Picard and myself trust him. Then, well, and then he violated that trust. Well, did he? He really didn't lie to Picard. He told him that it wouldn't affect the future of the Federation. Now Picard wasn't smart yeah. enough to ask him. You know, yeah. would it affect me? True <laughs> <laughs> story, but. You know, I think I guess we can get into it, but let's just tape a little bit because I want to get into a deeper discussion about, you know, he doesn't want to go on and live if he can't be the person he thinks he should be. We'll get into that later. So, <laughs> Jeremy, what did you think about the twist? Um, I didn't feel like it was a twist. Really? Huh. Yeah. Oh, we're all over the place on this one. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> interesting. 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 Oh, man. I also want to cover real quick about the notion that the young Picard. Okay. We hear that he's arrogant, hot headed and all this other stuff. But were we really ready to hear that the young, arrogant and undisciplined cocky Picard was a player too? And I, I feel like I kind of feel like this is threw it in there because that's kind of what we expect of the TOS era that Picard would be a player. Which is a notion we get away from after this series, basically. You know, well, we have some Archer in there, but he's, you know, pre TOS era. So, but, you know, I, I, I was weirded out that they tried to make 
John Luca player in this episode. Any thoughts on that? Me. You know, oh, <laughs> go ahead, John. <laughs> I just, I, I, it's funny you say that. So, watching the show, I made a note. And in my notes, you know, at the beginning, I, I wrote player type, you know, like, because <laughs> were, we were going to talk about that. And then as we progressed further, I had to put a little slash and put not. So I don't know. Like, he wasn't good at it. <laughs> just just to be honest, like, I mean, maybe he attempted to be, but it doesn't seem like it ever worked out. But we got to see him being a player as he was now, not as he was actually back yeah, then. True, true. Good point. No, I'm saying I'm saying back. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Because yeah. we, because we do. What I, what I kind of wish this episode showed more of the Picard that was actually like right. the Picard of that time, and not now Picard going back and replaying being Picard of that time. That yeah. would have been cool. But now we also have to realize throughout TNG, I mean, there's been hints here. I mean, he he has not been just like womanless, like. There's right. something with Crusher. There's something with the woman that Q took off. What was her name? The archaeologist woman. Yeah. yeah. Then he had the other woman he was playing the flute with in the Jeffrey's tube. And <laughs> then it was, and there's been like women sporadically scattered here. And then not to mention the ones that liked him that he really didn't like. So, yeah. but, I mean, he's always had that natural charm, I guess. Yeah. But I always feel those are more, more subtle. And I think, the women that like him in in the teal in in the um, the era that we see him in now is because of the same qualities that the his young friend liked him for when he came back. You know, All right. he was very much a different person. He was a more um, seasoned and level headed person than he was in before. You know, in in the normal timeline, and it's funny because he could never get with that girl. Or never thought to get with her, but now because he changed so much, he's not the player a hole type. He's a different type of player, a person I would say, and and she is she gravitates to that. So I, I thought that was really interesting. How you know some girls who might not have given you a time of day when you were younger, <laughs> if if you could go back with the skills in years you have now, you it'd be a different story. So <laughs> okay, so. Here, here, here's my thoughts. And Jeremy, you could not have said that better than what you did in regards to the younger actor. This was my big problem with this episode. I knew it. <laughs> and, She's and grown. She's grown. Now, if I think Patrick Stewart is a brilliant actor, I've liked him in everything I've ever seen him in. But that aside, <laughs> you should have had a scene in there where you put the older Picard's consciousness in the actor who was playing the younger Picard. That would have seemed more realistic. And then everything else in this episode would have fallen into place cow, for me. Cow, but cow. that came across as just yeah, like a... Oh, per. Let me tell you I about knew, this little story. I knew that probably. Kyle, let me let me tell you about this little show where this guy used to travel through time and he'd go into a woman's body, a man's body. He had a friend who had this thing called Ziggy, you know, and you know he had later played a captain, Jonathan Archer. Quantum Leap. <laughs> 
<laughs> Quantum Leap was kind of the same thing. And I know. I hated that episode. I mean, I hated that show. <laughs> and I know, like, from our point of view, we're seeing the older Picard. But if you're going to look in story, and they weren't cadets at this point. They are ensigns at this point. So, yeah, it was kind of weird, but she wasn't like a child. So. Yeah, but see, I take, see, no no offense to any Quantum Leap fans out there, (laughs) but I take, um, as far as being serious science fiction, Star Trek to me is a lot better in production and in story than Quantum Leap could ever possibly be. That being said, I expected better from my Star Trek. They could have, I mean, I know they needed to pay Picard, the actor, for being on the episode and why not use them, et cetera, and so forth. That being said, from a viewer, I would have just rather have seen the younger Picard trying to be the player, not the older one. So I, I do kind of have to agree with Kyle on that one, because I think it just would have been a better fit. If you're going to, if you're going to portray a younger Picard, have a younger Picard. Interesting. Interesting. Well, well see, here's where, here's where I said, I really enjoyed it. If it had have been a younger actor playing Picard, it would have been more of a dream sequence. Yes. Than yes. anything. Agreed. So I because it was the actual Picard, Patrick Stewart's character actor, there, it focused me on the story, not as much as the sequence that we're in. So you know, I, I think we would have lost focus. If we would have seen a younger actor there that we were not familiar with, then we kind of would have got gotten a little t- too tied in to the other actors there. You hey, know, well, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I do kind of think a Kyle might not like this at all. But if we'd had that quantum leap moment where we would kind of see through the other character's eyes of like how they're seeing Picard. Yes. Like if they're seeing the younger. Yes. The guy who's would have been fine with that. that. In the mirror. I, I can agree. I with fine with yeah, like a mirror image. Right. I was expecting him when uh, Picard asked you, why, why do I still look this way? I thought he would direct him to a mirror to show him. And then that would have probably would have made it better. Yeah. That, yeah. But, I do think that would have changed every all of, well, maybe not changed all of Kyle's opinions, but it would have made it more believable, I think. Right. But I mean, he did say that you still look. He did. To he did. everybody else, right. you still but, look like you, your young self. But, you know, a mirror or, you know. A, you just needed to see yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, to me, it focused me. To me, it helped me in this storyline. Like, it, it took it away from just a dream sequence in the past to like this was actually happening. Like Q took that's why I say I don't really think it was a dream sequence. It's, it's like Q took Picard and put him in this situation in the past, like really put him in there. Yeah. Like he wasn't imagining back then. He wasn't, you know, he was really there. Like, and he just kind of masked him to look like every look like he used to. But it really wasn't a young him. It was the old him physically there. Yeah, I mean, and, and you have to look at the the nuance in his performance of changing from the hot headed friend, you know, as his as his friend was in this episode. He changed. He's not hot headed anymore, and you know, he changed enough that he found love in this friend that didn't give a time of day about him before. So I think things like that made it made it kind of acceptable to me. But again, like if we would have had the different character in the mirror. Or maybe they showed glances of him looking in the glass or something. They showed a reflection that was different. Maybe we would have been more on board. But Kyle, I have to ask you. You're willing to go with 13 different actors playing one character. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> but you can't take John Luke Picard, Patrick Stewart going back to his younger self. Yeah, I mean, I, and I know that 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 makes absolutely no sense, and I would be questioning me just as you are. But it it didn't, and and I'll be brutally honest here. I think. I was not paying attention in the point to where there was the conversation because I think I'd gotten bored. I missed the part where <laughs> they have the conversation that he looks the same. If I would have even heard that, I would have uh, had a different opinion. Yeah, so I missed that. I, and, and let me be brutally honest in saying I missed that whenever I was watching it. Well, now I'm going to defend Kyle by disagreeing with him. There is a difference because when you're going from one actor to another – for the all 13, 14 people, however, however many we have at the moment, you can see the change in between the new act, the new Ooh, characters. Good for you. You can see the dip, you know, when the, when he was banished from Gallifrey and forced to change his appearance, you can see him being shot, falling from the, the towers. And, I you wish know, I knew what you guys were talking it, about. You know, getting a, getting a new kidney, but that he didn't like the color of. You can see those changes happen throughout the years. This one, we didn't get a chance to see the change, see the regeneration. So there is a difference. All right, all right. You hoovians, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, back to the twist. Picard is now Lieutenant Junior Grade Assistant Astrophysics Officer. Uh, man, what I loved about this, and we didn't stay there long. We didn't stay there long. But what I loved about it is that he had to live with what he knows and that's what made it painful to me that he had to go back into that territory of, of his companions that, wow, Dr. Who, of his, of his cohorts who, who he have had a very different relationship with. And now to be thought of as almost nothing, you can't be command now. What really? That, that to me, that put the stamp on this episode for me. It really made it feel poignant. Kind of hurts. Yes, it really does. Yes, I think that it it very much shows the level of pride we've seen sit through these Picard reviews that he has in himself. Like he he is a very prideful man. Yes, and somehow very modest. Yeah, but I mean he's very prideful, and I think that put it on prominent display right there. He's prideful, but not boastful. Yeah, like, yeah he exactly. Knows, he knows he's Picard. He doesn't have to tell you who he is. Like, I'm Picard. You know who, <laughs> you, he knows who he is. You know who he is. Right. We don't have to have that conversation. Yeah. Man, the butterfly effect is a mofo. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but, but, and, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying here, think about how many times we have said to ourselves, and chances are, all four of us at some point have said to ourselves or said to others, oh, if I could just go back and fill in the blank and do over again, fill in the blank. And we wish that, but every decision that we've made, good or bad, brings us to the four of us sitting here on this conversation that we're having tonight Changing one of those, as Clarence, you just said, butterfly effect, changing that might have any of us doing something completely different now than sitting here recording this tonight. We, and, and that's 
one of the things that I did like about whenever I said, you know, from that point forward, I started liking. This is one of the things that I like because it made me think. Yeah, it, it, it definitely gave me personally a newfound respect for people who make the statement that you hear it a lot. I wouldn't change a thing. Whenever I heard, yeah. used to hear that statement, I'd be like, really? You're not going to change anything if, if given the chance. <laughs> and it just it personally just makes this statement all the more bold and, you know, rooted in conviction that I did the right thing my first time or or that if I did change something, I, I might not get to the place that I am now that I really like, you know. So, man, a re- really p- profound statement. And also, like, just to get back to that conversation that Jean-Luc had with, with Riker and, and Troy, um, you know, Riker tells him, you know, you, you're not taking chances. You, you gotta stand right. out in the crowd. You gotta get noticed. And to me, that's like part of, uh, that's where I can look to Star Trek to give me life lessons, you know? <laughs> Cause, 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 cause that, isn't that all of us? You know, I'm very shy and timid, you know, I feel. And, you know, and I wrote a, I wrote a note about, I kind of wrote a note and I said, and it said me all the way. And it's, it's kind of things I've been focusing on the past year. And it's, I don't, I don't know. I wish I would have kind of gotten that from Star Trek, but like over time, I've noticed people that usually get ahead or, or, reach their goals or the ones who are a little more aggressive, a little more yeah. standoutish, a yeah. little more, you know, take chance type. And I've never been that person really. I mean, I've, I've played with it here and there. And I mean, Clarence, you can probably attest to that a lot. You live with me. I mean, I've, yeah. <laughs> I mean, here and there, I kind of stepped out, but never prominently in the right direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's just, and it kind of, like you say, it's a life lesson. Cause you know, you think you if you're just quiet and you never let anybody, I mean, you never step on anyone's toes and you do the job, you do the best job you can 150 percent every day and you please everybody, you make everybody happy that you will be the successful person you want to be. And that kind of told us, no, not really. Yeah, not guaranteed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Picard in that after that twist showed you you can do everything perfectly and still not be where you want to be. Man, I, I was personally hurt when Picard told him, you know, oh, it's not that you're doing anything wrong. He's like, we still want to keep you. We want to keep, we don't want you to be like, we don't want you to be a command, but we still like you. Right. you know? I'm like, oh man, this is hitting home. <laughs> How about that glass ceiling for a guy? Right. <laughs> oh boy. Man, yeah, that, that was, that was tough. And, and, and then like one particular line that I was like, wow. And, and this is maybe we can talk, uh, dive into this a little bit, but Picard tells Q that I'd rather die the man I was than live the life I saw. That's crazy. That is crazy, but I guess it's true. I mean, if we had to go into a place that we feel was lesser or, um, doesn't live up to our standards now. And a lot of people do wind up there, maybe in unintentional. Maybe you have financial misfortune or, you know, some unforeseen circumstance in your life. And this scenario that we see Picard in, you know, it, it just happens to you. So to me, that's a big statement to make one that I'm still trying to wrestle with how to understand it, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but when you're a captain, you're at the top of the food chain and, 
you know, then you're just a normal or default, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely a lot to take. I would imagine. Mm. See, see, I kind of I kind of equate it a little bit different than a circumstance. I mean, I see your point, Clarence, but I kind of equate it a little bit different than a circumstance changing. I'm taking it more so to the effect of your every part of what makes you you is taken away from you and you're still you but with a circumstance that is completely different and everyone is treating you differently because they don't know. It's not that they're treating you differently because of something that happened. They're treating you differently because of not knowing any better. And their opinion of you has completely 180 because of the reality they know and you having to live knowing that, Let's take you and I, for example, I have to go and reality is I know that you and I have had conversations about Doctor Who, et cetera, comic books, Star Trek and whatever. But if I know that if I even say anything about Doctor Who or Star Trek, you're not going to take me serious because you don't think I'm capable of that anymore. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get it. I definitely get it. I mean. Um, it is, it is about their rela- relationship to him, which totally changed. Um, and yeah, that, wow. <laughs> okay. And it's it, deep. It's yeah, really deep. Yeah. Yeah. So that brings me right back to what we talked about before, uh, pulling those threads and unraveling the tapestry of his life. Was it a dream or was it Q? I vote Q. I vote Q. And the reason I vote Q is because we see when he <clears throat> when he finally when they finally revive him in Sigbay, he's laughing. Yes. And that laugh equates back to that laugh when he was being stabbed. Yeah. D- d- does that make sense? Or uh, Picard just has an affinity to laugh when he's about to die. We can just. <laughs> 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 oh man! I wish I could go out as happy, but you know. <laughs> but no, yeah, I totally yeah, get your point. I totally get your point. <laughs> yeah, so and like that—that that sealed the deal for me. Is like this was really not a dream. Like this happened. Like I think I don't think he laughed when he when he got stabbed that time. I don't think he actually laughed that time back then. I think that laugh came about because Q put him back in there in this time. And when he was stabbed, he realized that I went through all of this and Q did all of this just to show me, teach me a lesson. You know what yeah. I mean? So go figure here I am dying to learn a lesson from Q. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The irony, so, yeah. yeah. So all Q, I think it was all Q. No dream sequence. Interesting. So I'll throw this out here. Where do we where do we go from here? And basically, like, what what do we learn from this? I mean, what new nugget have we gotten about Picard from watching this episode? Again, back in my notes, my last, one of my last notes I wrote was mistakes molds us all. Oh, man. Man, this is a good episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> this episode is so good. Gosh. 
Oh, so since you tried to, my friend, throw a Doctor Who reference in my face to (laughs) prove me wrong, my comment that I had written down at the end, and I didn't go and get the actual quote, but uh, the 11th Doctor said at one point that we are the sum, let's see, all... All life is the sum of good things and bad things. It does, the good things don't negate the bad things, and the bad things don't make the good things less important. um, And then there was some other something, but it was, it was basically saying we are who we are because of everything that happens to us, good and bad. That's what makes us who we are. So that is what this episode reminded me of. Awesome. Jeremy. Final thoughts, man. Um, I think everybody pretty much said, pretty much got it covered because I'm just drawing a blank. I'm sorry. <laughs> totally fine, man. Totally fine. So, but if if no, before we get out of here, I do have one last question. So we see this jump dot, which is or a dumb jot, which is like a pool esque game being played um, in this episode and, you know, his buddy tries to rig the game and, you know, we have the Arskin fight ensues or would have ensued. So my question is, I mean, it really is, it goes beyond this episode. Like what is your favorite star Trek in universe game, whether it's uh, fictional or not. And I'll just go around the horn real quick and see what you guys think. Jeremy. Um, I would just have to because I have I haven't seen a whole lot of the in universe games, so I'm gonna have to go with Cottescott. Yeah, Cottescott. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down with that one. Doesn't the one Naomi used to play? Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm down with that. That's just the one I'm most familiar with. That kind of reminds me of like Battleship. I, see, I think more like Connect Four. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, can see that. I used to like Connect Four. Oh, I'm I the did. man at Connect Four. No man. one can beat me in that. I got, got one down ugly. here if you want to try. Oh, we got ugly at my house. We'll go. We'll go. We'll go. Well, we're done. Okay. Me and you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my favorite. Well, well, first, let me say this. Because I'm a big DS9 fan, Dumbjot is a very prominent game on DS9. Is it? I've never seen it on there. Yeah, that was, that's what I'm going to get to. You never see it on there. But you hear it referenced many times. Really? As a matter of fact, Jake Sisko is supposed to be like the man at Dumbjot. Wow. Like yeah, you're, he, right. you're right. Yeah. Like he, he's known for being a gambler and good at Dumbjot. And his dad didn't know that. Uh, so you hear about this a lot. Usually all you see is uh, Quark's little Dabo table. Yeah, Dabo is Dabo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my favorite game, and Clarence, you, you probably would agree with me. You may not have thought about this, was Spring Ball. Oh yeah, it's like racquetball. Yeah, it's just yeah. like racquetball. Yeah. And Clarence and I used to have wars at racquetball that I often lost. Oh yeah, we got to get that back going, man. That was the greatest. Man, I love that. <laughs> but the, yeah, that would be my favorite in in universe game was spring ball. What about you, Cal? It could be in universe. I have, or absolutely, I have absolutely no idea. They play poker. You know, you can play, it could be poker. a real game. There you go. I know how to play poker. Yeah, I think there was even basketball in the game. I don't know. <laughs> They uh they do What's play yours, real- Clarence, before I spout off another. Uh I was gonna say Dabo just because I love DS9 so much and it's mentioned so much and you know, yeah. there's like a casino esque game. But I do I have just to do- don't understand Dabo. Yeah, I it's don't just fun to yell Dabo. Yeah. Dabo yeah. 
Bravo. Also, you, you have darts that um, O'Brien and uh, 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 the, the Bashir used to play all the time. You had 3D chess, which is a classic. So there's, there's a lot. <laughs> I was just showing Jeremy my my another one of my notes was a chess set. So yes, I, yep. I love the 3D chess set on Star, on Trek Universe. You cannot find that game anywhere for less than 200 bucks, <laughs> oh, if at God. all. Yeah, I think we can roll our own for cheaper than that. <laughs> well, and then there was another chess set here on on this episode. There was, I mean, it was a like a basic chess set, yeah, but it was made out of. Yeah, it was a traditional chess set, but it was different it had like shapes, cylind- like cylindrical yeah, shapes squares. almost, and they were both clear, so looked pretty cool. It was pretty. But if anyone out here listening to us can send us a link to where we could purchase a three D chess. <laughs> And not the little S-shaped thing they have all over the website. You can get that 3D chess anywhere. It's like just three equal squares stacked on top of each other. But like the actual Star Trek chess has, 3D chess has like three or four arms on either side. Yeah. It's weird. But it's hard I, I, I'm, I'm horrible at chess just on a flat surface. You you add obstacles to that. I'm just going to suffer horribly. I'd kill you some chess too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you would. Oh, yeah. You absolutely would. And and, I, and I'm going to mention one quick honorable mention, and we'll we'll move on and wrap up. But you know, Cisco's desk. Well, we're sitting on it, a freaking baseball. Uh, baseball. So, yeah. So, is there like an actual representation of Parisi squares? Has anybody is that actually played anywhere? That's my thought about all these games. Like, are they playable? Are they real? <laughs> I don't, I don't well, know. Because apparently, Parisi squares is like a very dangerous game to play. It is, and I have never seen it played. <clears throat> I have never seen that played. Awesome. So, guys, we are going to go ahead and wrap up things here. And I want to go around a horn. And we'll just thank everybody for joining us that are listening. Thank you guys for joining us. If you have questions, you can send those in to fans at discussingtrek.com. Or if we got something wrong, which we probably did, <laughs> go ahead and send that, <laughs> that fan mail into the same place or at Discussing Trek on any of the social medias. So let's go around a horn and get what everybody's been working on, podcast related or otherwise and let's start with you jeremy anything you've been watching listening to or you know whatever the third season of the crown just got released on on netflix and i was very excited because like like everything else has taken two years for the season to come out <laughs> and i was disappointed oh man but it was it was it was still good but not not what i waited two years for i'll put it like that. <laughs> um and of course, the Mandalorian is good. Oh, no spoilers! <laughs> no, not saying a word. I'm just saying it's good. Yeah, but I've, I've, I've seen it, but I don't want to spoil nobody else. You know, I've, I've, oof, it's great. I want one. Me too. And now we're announcing our okay. new podcast coming from the Discussing Network. <laughs> <laughs> Discussing. Wait, I have to watch it. Mandalorian. <laughs> No, let me go ahead. All right. <laughs> John, what have you been working on podcast related or otherwise, man? Uh, not much of anything, man. I, again, I, I think I said this last time. I'm kind of trying to take a break from a lot of media input <laughs> for myself. Um, just get a lot of things done around the house and working on a lot of things personally, you know. So I hadn't really watched a lot of TV other than Star Trek. I still have to get my Star Trek. That's a given. Uh, but I do have a mention that I was excited to see uh, the new Cyber Tesla Cybertruck. 
Oh, yeah. And I noticed our uh, buddy, Carrie Brown, posted on Facebook, you know, hey, they Tesla built a warthog. <laughs> and, you know, I did not notice that at first. So I'm going to tell you what I thought about first when I seen that. What's that? I just had to go look up the actual name of this, the Argo ATV. So if you remember, it was an episode of Voyager, I believe, where they uh, took a shuttle to a planet and they had to use an ATV to cross this terrain. And it reminded me, that's what the Cybertruck reminded me of, like a, a, a Argo ATV. So, yeah, that's why I want it. I don't remember that episode at all. <laughs> uh, here. No, it wasn't. It was on. It was a TNG. Was it TNG? No. I'm going to find wasn't it? I'm going to find Oh, it. you're not talking about... Uh, it's not, it's no, Nemesis. Nemesis, Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that thing was awesome. I remember. So, that that like when I seen that Cybertruck, I was like, man, that was on Star Trek. I loved that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And I want one, too, but I haven't put down 100 bucks yet. So, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about <laughs> it. Everybody tells me I'm crazy. You're not crazy, man. Get away from these fossil fuels. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, Cal Jones, man, what are you working on, podcast related or otherwise? Well, for fans of Doctor Who, since we referenced Doctor Who several times in here, I will say Series 12 of Doctor Who is coming in a matter of weeks, and we will be reviewing that on Discussing Who, which can be found at DiscussingWho.com. Awesome. And for me, uh, in addition to checking out the Relativity Podcast, which can be found at RelativityPodcast.com, or search for Relativity on any of the podcasting platforms, uh, I'll say also uh, echo what Jeremy said. Also check out The Mandalorian. I've been checking it out. It's freaking awesome. We're going to have a review slash talk of it coming out on our discussing comics channel which you know me and Kyle went 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 around on that and I thought it was a really really good conversation so yeah check that out and yeah uh, bounty hunting can be a very complicated profession as uh, uh, they say in the show so check that out and guys again thank you for listening Uh, subscribe to the podcast leave us reviews where you can and until next time guys live long and prosper Thanks for listening to the Discussing Trek podcast. For more information, go to discussingtrek.com slash subscribe. Enjoyed this podcast, you may also like Relativity is an audio drama serial about two people, a woman on Earth and a man in space, struggling to remain connected. 
to help one another through life and death situations. Their only link across the vast emptiness of the cosmos is the sound of each other's voices. Find out more at RelativityPodcast.com. Relativity. Discussing Network.